it's Katie Garrett, your functional medicine nutritionist, and I'm joined by my husband, Phil. It's a me. It's, oh, it's Mario today. It's, it's not Phil. It's me. Sorry, I'm joined by Mario. And we're going to be talking about the four common exercise mistakes that you may be making that's preventing you from getting results. Well, before we start, I just want to say that, you know, the easiest way to not make exercise mistakes is to not exercise at all. Is that your strategy? That's my strategy, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, you're doing a really good job at it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So it is so annoying to have to, um, you know, to try to make that time in your day to work out when you're not really seeing yourself getting results. So if you're going to put aside that time and, you know, push through with the discipline um, to get going with exercise when, you know, there's so many other things on your plate you need to be addressing, how can you make sure that you're really getting something out of that time? You know, it's like already hard enough to be motivated, but it's even harder to be motivated if you feel like it's not doing anything for you. I relate to everything you just said. (laughs) Hard to be motivated, yes. Hard to be motivated when you're not seeing any results or the results are so non-tangible, like you can't tell what you're doing is having any effect. Yes, you do have to work out more than once in order to see results. I disagree. So I think that's your mistake, but that's not one of the common mistakes. Oh, I understand. Well, what's the first common mistake? So the first most common mistake is that your intensity is too low. So a lot of people might rely on things like um, hiking or walking or swimming in your backyard pool, and they're not really feeling like they're getting many results from it, and it's because it's too low of intensity. Well, so many of those BuzzFeed articles or whatever say, like, you can replace working out by just swimming in your backyard pool. Which it is good for you, but that's physical activity, Uh, which is different from exercise. They're not the same? They're not the same. So moving is really important to do, but it has totally different set of benefits than exercise itself. So exercise is where your heart rate is up high. So like if you were having a conversation, they'd be like, whoa, it's really windy where you are. And it's just because you're breathing hard. And so that lets you know that you're really getting some exercise out. So if you can like have a conversation pretty easily talking to someone on the phone during your walk, then you're getting physical activity. So with your exercise intensity, you want it to be high so that you are breaking down muscle and making it grow back stronger. So it's really that high intensity that allows you to do that. So with strength training, that's like lifting heavy enough that you can only do that exercise like 10 or 12 times. Or with cardio, that's getting up high enough that you're completely out of breath within a minute or two. So I kind of go into a little bit more detail on this on my blog post at katiegarrett.com. If you want to see like a written out version of this podcast, then go check that out there. But that's a big one. There's You do need to do high intensity. But of course, if you haven't been doing that, then you kind of want to ease yourself into it. So you're saying that physical activity is not the same as as high intensity. As, or as, as exercise, exercise in general, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. And though physical activity does have benefits, exercise has different or better benefits for you. Yeah, I mean, different. I don't know if I exactly could say better. It depends on what your goals are. So if your goals are to be fit, strong, lose body fat, lose weight, that's all going to be exercise. Mm. It's going to give you those goals even more so than physical activity. And so for this first one, the problem that most people make is falling towards physical activity rather than falling towards exercise because exercise requires a level of intensity. Yeah, that's a common one that you can do with this mistake, but sometimes people are exercising, but it's just not at high intensity. Mm. So they might be exercising at moderate intensity. They get on the elliptical, they watch a TV show for 35 minutes, they go the same pace the whole time, and that's just not really challenging their body to grow back fitter and stronger. I got it. So... So what you're saying is even if you fall into that exercise category, 
mm-hmm. a common mistake is that you're not doing enough right. to actually see some tangible benefits. Yeah, to really challenge your body to have to improve. Again, I've never had this problem. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, physical activity for me, right? I'll yeah, just, well, uh, any exercise is like already challenging your body to the well, max because you're not used to it. So again, what, what you're saying is for those that are just getting into this type of thing, anything above physical activity, any level of exercise is good. Yeah, ease yourself into it. But you do want to challenge yourself. But then you need to keep increasing your intensity level. Makes sense. All right, what's the second one? The second one is you're doing the same thing over and over again for too long. Mm. So there is a degree in which we find something that we enjoy, we want to keep doing it. But your body will adapt over time. So if you have been doing high intensity on the elliptical, after like three to five months, you've kind of maxed out at your benefits with that. So you need to switch it up a little bit. So you either need to then increase your resistance on your exercise machine, increase your weight, or you need to try out a new workout. Because if your body becomes really efficient at something, you're really not burning very many calories with it anymore. And what's the, what are some of the benefits of switching that up? That you're, you're learning new neural pathways. So like your brain is having to like figure out how to do whatever you're doing all over again. So you are able to break down more muscle, which allows you to grow back stronger. And since it's not as efficient, you're going to burn more calories during the workout. So you get this kind of, you know, added benefit of you get more from your workout during it because you're burning more calories. And you get more in the long run because your body continues to adapt and become stronger. So gone are the days when it's like, well, just do 50 push-ups a day and you're right. fine. Right, yeah. You're going to like get benefit from that. Not that I ever did that. <laughs> just saying. Uh, you'll get benefit from that, but then like over time, it's just going. you're going to look the same. You'll be able to maintain that, but you won't continue to improve and change unless you continue to improve and change your workout. Because the idea would be to constantly be improving yourself or trying to reach your optimal health. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're wanting to become fitter then that's, you know, it depends on what your goals are. So if your goals are just to maintain your current state of health, then then keep doing that. But, you know, if your goals are to get more from your exercise, then that's where you want to change some of these mistakes. Gotcha. Well, so then uh, what's the third thing? So the third one is your nutrition. So of course I'm going to, you know, try to look for every opportunity to bring Uh, nutrition into the conversation. All right. So... And this is when you bring up like what French fries or something like I that. I love right? French fries. <laughs> oh. um, so with nutrition, there's two things that can go wrong here. One is that you might have excess body fat that's hiding your results. So maybe you are getting uh, stronger and you're growing muscle, or you're becoming more toned, um, or you're getting leaner, but you can't really tell because you're the way that you're eating is keeping on the body fat. So you do want to eat in a way that allows you to have a healthy body fat so that you can kind of see, you know, those tangible results. And then the second one is with inflammation. So if you're eating a pro-inflammatory diet, the weird thing is that exercise actually causes a little bit of inflammation. So it allows your, your body to better handle inflammation. But if you are already overloaded, then adding more to that overflowing pot is going to be damaging to your body. So if you're already really inflamed, then it's gonna you're not going to feel as good from your workout and you won't really be able to recover. So a lot of times that inflammation is coming from our diet. Truffle fries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are going to be inflammatory. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was still stuck on those from before. <laughs> no, so what you're saying is that like, okay, so if I have a lot of visceral fat like around my stomach, like good area, word. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I learned things, you know, sometimes <laughs> um, that if I could actually be developing stronger ab muscles, mm-hmm. but it could just 
my stomach could be growing yeah. <laughs> bigger. Yeah. Even though it's just hidden underneath that visceral right, fat. Right, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of have to reveal the body by reducing your inflammation and your body fat. And what you were saying is tearing down muscle as well could lead to a little bit of inflammation when your mm-hmm. body's repairing that. Ultimately better in the long run, but... Only if you have low enough inflammation that your body can easily recover and heal from that. Interesting. Okay. Well, so then what's the fourth one? So the last one is active recovery. And we forget about this one because it's like the opposite of exercise. So we don't tie the two together. But you just, like I said, inflamed your body a little bit. So you need to be gentle to it and kind to it and and allow it to recover. So this can look like stretching. So working on your flexibility because you do make your muscles more tense when you you do strength training. Um, And then mobility. So this is allowing your... Um, your body to move better within your joints, which will actually improve the effectiveness of your workouts because you can like go through the full range of motion in a strength training exercise when you have better mobility. And things like lacrosse balls or foam rollers, they can help with mobility. And then the last one is rest. You can't work out seven days a week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't tell you that, but I have to tell myself that because working out makes me feel really good and I love it. And sometimes I am kind of convincing myself, okay, just walk today, no working out. Um, But you do need that time for your body to recover and repair. That makes sense. So, I mean, as we... As we wrap up, I mean, any any suggestions about uh, kind of next steps for people? So, you know, check out the blog so you can kind of see like these steps all written down. And I go into a little bit more detail about how to stretch, how to recover, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's your little bit of a guide there. Um, and otherwise, you know, this is for people who are exercising, you know, how you can improve what you're doing with your exercise. But I will have another podcast coming out later that talks about like why even exercise to begin with. So if you're kind of struggling with that motivation just to get going, I'm definitely going to address like how I stay motivated and what you might want to do for yourself to be able to stay motivated. Awesome. Well, where can people connect with you? So you can go to my website, katiegarrett.com. And I would love for you to, you know, leave comments and to send me a little message if you have any requests for future episodes. And don't forget to check out Fort Worth Food Stories, who is sponsoring this podcast. Terrific. Well, thank you to them. And thank you to you. Yep. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.